good to be with you again. Last time we together, we talked about the MIP, the most important person on the face of this earth, the Holy Spirit. As we look through scripture, we discover that he is a person. He has a mind. He has knowledge. He has a will. That he speaks to us. That he prays for us. That he teaches us. That he performs miracles in our behalf. We have learned that he can be resisted and we can grieve him. And we know that he is on the earth because he lives in the spirit of the born-again believers. Last time I left you, I asked you a question. And I said, could anything be better than Jesus' physical presence? And uh, we started with the, the scripture John 16 verse 7 because Jesus said it's to your advantage that I go away because if I do not go away the counselor will not come to you but if I go I will send him to you. The Holy Spirit is described as the helper. The Greek word that is used to describe what the Holy Spirit does is parakletos. Para means beside, one called beside. Kaleo means to call, so one who's called beside. Now this word actually encompasses a lot more than it seems to be at first viewing. Um, it signifies, it encompasses an intercessor, one who comforts, the helper, the advocate, and the counselor. Now the historical non-biblical um, meaning of um, advocate and counselor at the time that they wrote the Gospels was um, someone uh, like a solicitor, an attorney, or Queen's Counsel appearing in court in the behalf of another person. And you see, the Holy Spirit leads us into greater understanding of the Gospel truths. He will enlighten to us. He is a spirit of wisdom and, and revelation unto us as we read the Word of God. So in addition to the general help and guidance he gives, um, he gives us the strength. He is the strengthener, the comforter, to endure the hostility of the world system. And if you are the only Christian in um, a non-Christian workplace, you know what I mean. There is um, a hostility uh, in the world system. So I ask you, could there anything possibly be better than the physical presence of the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, I used to wish that I'd lived in um, Israel in the time of Jesus uh, because I, I wished I could have heard his physical voice, that I could have looked into his eyes, that I could have felt his hand upon my shoulder. So can anything be more wonderful than the physical presence of the Lord Jesus Christ? But Jesus, who never spoke lightly or thoughtlessly, he gave his disciples a very solemn word at the Last Supper. Now, when you're about to leave people, when you are about to die, you are very choosy about the words you speak. And so he told them that there was something better than his physical presence with them. His presence for in the form of the Holy Spirit. Now, when Jesus said, it is better for you, he used very practical, business-like terminology that it would be expedient for us it, to our calculated advantage. These are the words that he was using. Um, 
You see, when Jesus was physically present, obviously we understand he was subject to the limitation of time and space. So because of this, only a few thousand people at most would have been within range of his physical voice. And really only a handful of people at one time could actually touch him. And so Jesus was telling um, those who were listening to him at the time and us that with the coming of the Holy Spirit, God himself would live inside us, not just with us, but in us. I mean, let's think about that. Isn't that amazing? God lives inside us by the Holy Spirit, that his resurrection life that raised Christ Jesus from the dead would indwell us, would live in us, and that this resurrection power of the Holy Spirit of God would progressively transform us from glory to glory into the image of Christ Jesus. That is God's divine plan and purpose for every single person who will, has ever lived or will ever live on the face of this earth. In John 14, 16, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another one like me. What he was saying is, he will do in my absence what I would have done when I was present with you. That um, he's um, encouraging them, actually, that the helper, the comforter, the counselor, said that he will abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. And he said the world cannot receive him because he doesn't recognize him, cannot see him. But you know and you recognize him because he is with you. But he will be in you. And we live in these wonderful days. The spirit of God has been poured out. He's um, upon this earth and he will live in us and he will fill us um, to overflowing. So somewhere, somehow, in God's great and marvelous plan for his creation, he saw you and he knew your name long before you were born. He's in his God's eternal wisdom and counsel, he has laid out a perfect personal plan just for you, unlike any other plan for any other human being. And then the Holy Spirit did a most marvelous thing. The Holy Spirit listened intently to every minute detail that the Father spoke out about his plan for you, about your birth, the time when you were born. You have been born for such a time as this. Please do not think you were ever a mistake. God planned that you would live at this time and he has planned out your life for you, if you will, um, accept the leading and guiding of his Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the one who's been put in charge of overseeing God's perfect personal plan for you. You know, I had some building work done in an old house of mine. This is years ago. Um, in the old days, you know, you didn't have a bathroom, and the whole place had to be gutted, and a bathroom had to be built on. Well, we employed an architect who drew up the plans, very detailed plans. Every tiny itsy-bitsy detail were on those plans. Now, the, the architect, as it were, stayed on, on site to ensure that the builders did exactly as he had planned. And on an inspection, if they hadn't done it exactly, they had to undo it and do it again, according to the plan and the purpose of the architect. Now, God has made this wonderful, perfect, personal plan just for you. The Holy Spirit is the overseer, 
and he oversees so that the divine plan and purpose for God is fulfilled in your life. And the only thing, the only one who can stop it is you. God wants us to yield to his Holy Spirit. And we're going to speak out, how can I yield to the Holy Spirit? You see, no one can represent God's person, perfect personal plan for us, no one better than the Holy Spirit. After all, he was there, he heard God speak it. And you see, that's not all, because the Holy Spirit, he is the third person of the Godhead. He is absolutely co-equal with God the Father, the mighty Yahweh, creator of the heavens and the earth, and the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty Logos, who purchased our salvation. And so the Holy Spirit, he's the mighty Holy Spirit, he has consented to take up residence within each one of us, within your spirit, within my spirit. And do you know, he offers his his services totally free to us because Jesus has paid the great price so that the Holy Spirit could come and dwell within us. Now, One of the main ways that the Holy Spirit helps you and helps me to fulfill the plan of God in our lives, he prays through us. So God sent his Holy Spirit to live inside us so that from the inside, you know, like microwave cooking, inside out. So the Holy Spirit lives inside us and he is day by day, moment by moment, changing us into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ so that he can accomplish the plan of God for our lives. And in order to accomplish these goals, the Holy Spirit, he's come to dwell within you, within me. He has brought with him the most marvelous, wonderful gift of a supernatural language. You see, this supernatural language gets, involved, gets the Holy Spirit involved with you in a one-to-one -one relationship, independent of anybody else, actually independent of your mind. You know, I used to say, I am so grateful for the gift of tongues because when my mind has gone out to lunch, my spirit can still pray the will of God for my life. And I'm so grateful it does bypass my mind because if God revealed to me some of the things that he planned for me, I would get so puffed up and so in the way that it would be dangerous. So the Holy Spirit is able to pray through you, through me, God's perfect personal plan for ourselves. Now, when the Holy Spirit prays for you, this is what he does. He takes the plan that he heard God speak. He pours it through your spirit in the language that he has brought with him to express that plan. As it flows through your spirit, it's a supernatural language, which is often called tongues. Every time you or I give the Holy Spirit opportunity, he will use that language to pray. He will pray out the plan of God for your life. He will edify you. That means to um, recharge as a battery is recharged, to edify, to strengthen you. He will charge you as you pray in the Spirit, as you yield to his 
holy language that he is pouring through your spirit. He will um, charge you with his holy power because he will be activated in your spirit as your faith allows him. He will pull you out of everything that is not in accordance with God's will for your life. And he will pull you into everything that Jesus has paid the price for on the cross. You are myriads of wonderful things in Christ. The Holy Spirit will pull you into those realities. You will come out of your time of prayer when you have prayed in the Spirit, prayed in tongues, more edified, more built up, more assured of God's plan, God's purpose for you than if you had not prayed. You see, God's plan for you is in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. The Holy Spirit, he has all knowledge of God's plan for you. How amazing. I mean, isn't it amazing? Isn't it marvelous? You know, there's a wonderful Hebrew word um, in the Psalms that is used, and I may not be pronouncing it properly, but it looks like selah, which means stop, think, just dwell on that. How amazing, how marvelous that this wonderful person called the Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Godhead, he stands face to face and absolutely co-equal in every way with the great and mighty Yahweh, as we said, creator of the heavens and the earth, and with the mighty Logos, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he would choose. He has chosen. He hasn't been forced to. He has chosen to take up residence, to make his home in us. How amazing is that? That's a miracle. At our, what humility, the Holy Spirit waits for us to invite him, to ask him to come in, to fill him with him, fill us with himself. He fills us to overflowing in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He oversees, like this architect I was speaking about, he oversees God's plan and purpose, God's perfect plan for you. Um, he oversees it. I mean, this is so much more grace than one could ever hope or ask or dream in one wildest moments that God himself would come and live within us. You know, God's word is so accurate. It tells us in Ephesians, um, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we can ask or hope for or pray for, now to him be glory in the church, now and forevermore, through Christ Jesus our Lord. But you know, that's not all. That is just not all. You know, perhaps the greatest mystery is this wonderful supernatural language which the Holy Spirit brings with him. It's to help us to find and live out um, God's perfect personal plan for our lives. You see, the more we pray in the Spirit, the more of God's plan we find. And therefore, the more the Holy Spirit, who is the executor of this spiritual law, will be able to bring the natural law under subjection in our lives. 
Let me explain. You see, the natural law governs the circumstances in this world in which we live and the circumstances and events which surround us, causing events and things to go for or against us. And it makes us either rich or poor, sick or healthy, happy or sad. But do you know, God designed that the natural law be made subordinate, be made to be obedient to the law of the spirit, the spiritual law. You see, since the divine plan and purpose for our lives um, has come out of the very heart of God, it is therefore enforced as a spiritual law, which then brings into obedience to itself the natural laws. It's always been intended to be this way by God. So the question is, what happens when we pray in tongues? When we pray in tongues for a long time or a short time, we are, as the Bible tells us, we utter mysteries, divine secrets, um, spiritual laws. That's a spiritual law. As we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit employs those spiritual laws that we are speaking, which we don't understand with our mind, but by the Spirit, to ensure that your circumstances become obedient to the, um, that your circumstances, the natural laws, um, line up with the perfect personal plan God has for your life, that they must be obedient to the law of the Spirit. If you, if I will pray consistently, you know, it's not going to be long before the things that surround us and maybe the things that do not belong in God's plan for you, they will begin to fall away. Let me share an illustration. Derek and I, we were at Bible school and we loved it, you know, and there was a danger of us becoming permanent students. I mean, it was really lovely. And um, Derek had gone to this... Um, other Bible school that, where he could get a doctorate in divinity. And I thought, wow, this is wonderful. They offered him a place. It would be four more wonderful years of being a student, and I would be allowed to attend all the classes as long as I didn't take the exam. I mean, I cannot tell you. To me, that was heaven on earth. And we were so excited, and they were going to help us, you know, um, with employment and all the bits and pieces that we needed and we were so excited but as we prayed in the spirit the most amazing thing happened we realized after two weeks it had just fallen away from us and what God wanted us to do was to come home and to um, to start a church and that was the, the desire of our hearts we know it's God's will because it came through praying in the spirit you see and that's what God wants to do for you too. The Holy Spirit knows the deep things of God. He knows the entire redemption plan for everyone who will ever be born. So, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood against you, don't be worried. Don't be afraid. Why do I say that? Because the greater one inside you will start making intercession for you through your mouth according to the will of God. You see... We only know a little bit of God's plan, but the Holy Spirit, he knows everything, and he will pray through you the part that you need for that point. And um, today I was learning um, from a friend that um, when you're in a boat and you're going, you're going down river, as it were, you're going with the, the, the same direction as the flow of the river, 
Did you know you have to go faster than the flow to keep your boat safe? Because if you don't go faster than the flow, then the flow will actually take you wherever it wants you to go. In the world, we're living in a flow. We need to go faster than that flow. So if you go faster than the flow, you will stay safe and protected. When you pray in the Spirit, He takes you faster than the flow of whatever's coming against you. So He keeps you safe. He keeps you within the plan of God. When we pray in tongues, there's a tremendous, wonderful, supernatural exchange. The Holy Spirit takes what isn't of God's will in your life, he takes it out of you, and he puts in its place the perfect will of God. And that's not all. We know, the Bible tells us, we know that all things work together to those who love. Now, it literally means who are loving God to those who are the called according to his purposes. I love the story of Joseph. And in Genesis chapter 50, verse 15 uh, to 21, well, actually verse 21, um, Joseph is speaking to his brothers who had actually tried to kill him. He said, what you intend for my harm, God intended for my good. Now, we can take that scripture for ourselves. Take it and believe it and speak it. If someone hurts you, now God doesn't bring hurts. God doesn't bring evil into our lives, but it comes. We live in a fallen world. But the Spirit of God will cause you to rise up and say, you intended, not necessarily to the person face to face, but you intended to hurt me. But I am going to give it to God, and he is going to make something miraculous and wonderful out of it. You see, we serve a miraculous God and a God who will partner with us in prayer. As we yield to the Holy Spirit, as we pray in the Spirit, and we love God and we trust him, he will make all things work together for our good. Sadly, tongues have been disregarded, despised, and relegated, but you know it is of the utmost honor for us to spend time in God's presence with the Holy Spirit, the Helper, pouring out his prayers in his supernatural language on the inside of our spirit, praying it out. I promise you, as you pray in the Spirit, according to the Word of God, every syllable you speak, it is the Holy Spirit who is working in you a miraculous transformation. Every word you speak is according to the will of God. God's plan for you is in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. And every time the Spirit of God prays for you, he's searching your heart. He does it with the intention to pray God's perfect personal plan for you into existence in your life. So pray in the Spirit. Yield to him. And he will work all things together for your good.